podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. As you put it, this yeah, that's lit. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a, if you want a hat, grab a hat. Um, hi, Chris. So we got a little bit of a change of the plans. Instead of being inside, we're going to be outside. Um, how are you doing, buddy? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Happy that you came and uh, we can have a chat. Yeah. Um, so you were from a long-standing martial arts traditional family yeah so i started karate when i was four and a half Mm -hmm. um my father and my grandfather both were black belts when i started training or just about black belts um and yeah we've we've all trained together well until recently my grandfather unfortunately passed away but um we uh we all trained together um created a club together um diverged a little bit at one point where my granddad stuck with uh, Robokai Karate mm-hmm. and me and my father went another way and ended up going Shotokan and then into Gojiru eventually mm-hmm. um, but all, yeah all of us did judo at various points grandfather did a bit of boxing in the army um, but yeah all, all trained together and started our club in 2008 when mm-hmm. I got back from uh, Iraq um, um, and then now it's just me that's uh, that's running the club. So it's not only a long tradition of martial arts, but army as well. Or yeah, mi- well military, th- I should say. I'm sorry for everybody from UK. I'm really, really sorry. My wife keeps telling me because she's working, used to work for defence. And every time when I say, "Oh, he's from army," no, he might be navy. Yeah, he yeah. Might be <laughs> <laughs> you have yeah. to say military. Yeah, so yeah. military background. Yeah, um, well, mostly navy background. Oh, uh, cool. But me and my grandfather bucked the trend. My grand grandfather did his national service with the army, um, and it was in the Royal Signals, sort of doing a defence platoon thing. Went to Cyprus, um, but then. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of the own I'm sort of the only one really. Mm. Um, joined the army in 2003, um, and did 17 years before getting out, uh, leaving the army to teach karate full time. Wow. What an improvement! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It actually was. Yeah, it was. Um, so you've been uh, on deployments as well, right? Yeah, I did. Um, I did both Iraq and Afghanistan. So I went to Iraq in 2007. Um, did a did a quite a long deployment there, um, and did some teaching in Kuwait after that. So um, teaching about uh, counter so like explosive mm-hmm. um, ordnance, mines awareness, and stuff like that. Um, and then Afghanistan in 2013. Um, managed to find a bit of time to do some karate out there. So got some quite cool pictures of us mm. training karate in uh, in Afghanistan. So that was quite nice. But yeah, did the, the, the two big ones. Mm. So I was going to ask you, how did you keep up the, the training? Was there the time? I would imagine there's not much time. No, it was really, it was really, <laughs> no, it's really difficult. Um, so I was very fortunate that my, um, so I, when I joined the army, um, I, I joined a, an infantry unit, um, uh, got, got injured, um, joined the parachute regiment, got injured on P Company, uh, which is like the airborne selection course. Mm-hmm. Um, and was given a choice that basically if I, if I came back with the same injury I'd lose my army career or I could opt to transfer uh, so I went and joined the Royal Engineers right. um, which for people that don't know there's like two main engineer groups within within the army um, the Royal Engineers that I was part of they do like the construction and the demolition and mines okay. and stuff like that whereas the others do the mechanics side of things that's a, the remake fixing the tax fixing the, yeah fixing the things that we break so um, uh, yeah, good, good guys <laughs> hard working guys as well um, so yeah 
my first posting was to a place called Tidworth, which is near in Wiltshire, it's right mm. on Salisbury Plain, um, and that was as a as a choice because I knew it was an hour's commute back to home, so I could still ah, continue okay. to train. Um, it was really really difficult. I used to commute every night, mm -hmm. so I used to do an hour in in the morning, an hour back, and at that time that was quite an unheard of thing to do in the army. You were expected to be in barracks, mm -hmm. living with the guys. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty fortunate. Um, but yeah, put myself out a lot to continue training. I mean, there were obvious gaps where, you know, I deployed, we went and do some jungle warfare training mm. for three months and training was like not very, not possible past a bit of catter on your own out yeah, to yeah, one yeah. side in a gym. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty, pretty difficult to, to continue training. And then, so I hoped that I would post or I'd get like sent to places that were, that were quite close to where I lived. Um, I only have one posting, which was a like a three-year posting down to Devon. Mm -hmm. um, but I managed to find like-minded karate people <laughs> and and make new friends they through the martial they're arts. Always around. Yeah, they're <laughs> always there. Um, and then we ended up setting up our own sort of like mini club, so we'd wow. end up training regularly. Um, but yeah, during during the time that I was in the army, I set up my club. So I came back from Iraq, uh, in end of two thousand, mm. right at the very end of two thousand and seven, and. Throughout that deployment, there was me and another guy who did um, Shotokan Karate, um, MT, and he, um, uh, we were both talking about how, you know, our, here's a black belt as well, I think mm. it's a second down, and we were both talking, and I was a first down at the time, we were talking about how we really didn't feel like our, our the karate that we had done had prepared mm. us for sort of any sort of unarmed combat in the yeah. centre of Basra, um, and you're like, uh, you know, how do we make sense of it? Um, so... And I was very fortunate. I went to work with the Americans um, in a place called Tilil, which is sort of like central Bag uh, central uh, Iraq, um, just south of Baghdad. And in the American PX there, which is like their big superstore, their American mm -hmm. superstore, there was um, like a black belt magazine mm -hmm. and Ian Abernethy's on the front <laughs> cover. So that was the first time I, I've still got that and I've shown it to him. Um, and so that was that was quite cool. And it was like this... You know, revelation. Mm. There is, you know, karate is. There's much more to this than the stuff that we've we've been doing. So off the back of that, created my own club because I couldn't see anybody doing mm. the sorts of thing that I wanted to do. Um, and then yeah, between me, my dad, and my granddad, we um, sort of created our own practical karate club. Mm. From there. So you said that uh, your granddad was doing ryobukai. Yes, he was doing ryobukai. Uh, yeah. How ryobukai is. In my my I've heard about it. I'm not very familiar with the history and stuff. But it's it's Okinawan, or is it uh, Japanese? I think um, my history is not great because mm. um, because you're not Ian. Yeah, I'm not Ian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, I think it's um, I'm fairly sure that it's a Japanese mm. style. I mean, I know we did the, we did Japanese rokai. Simon Oliver though. Is I believe so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I believe so. Um, but it was under um, Yamazaki mm -hmm. Sensei, who passed away last year, um, and um, very similar to Shotokan, mm -hmm. um, we, and, and that's one of the reasons why when we we, we transitioned, um, we moved away from the Robokai mm -hmm. and broke away and did a uh, went went under another Sensei. Um, it was quite easy to tran transition into okay. Shotokan because the katas mm -hmm. were the same, um, but yeah, very traditional three K. Um, but fairly tough, like old school 3K mm. karate. 
and then then you discover the revelation of Kajiri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cult of. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I, because I was quite young at the time, mm. I don't really know how that transition came about. But I know that one so day. So it was we your, your dad. Yeah, my, my right. well, my, my dad was one of the instructors. Uh, Dave Lowe was was, was the other um, instructor as well, and um, we. I think Dave was under tuition of Paul Coleman, who again oh, sadly yeah, passed yeah, away yeah. recently. Um, and so Paul was doing Goju and had, had always done Goju. So I think Dave and, and my father sort of did the, just transitioned over to Goju. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure why that came about really. I don't really know the ins and outs of why that came about, but I just remember transitioning at about, you know, I was a fourth, fourth queue mm. in Shotokan. Um, and then transitioned and spent about six years doing Goju before taking my black belt in Goju Roo. Cool. So which lineage of Goju are you doing? Um, our own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our own. Um, we're a Bitsa, a Bitsa Goju club. Uh-huh. Um, fiercely independent uh-huh. um, Goju club. I've got lots and lots of influence. There are some amazing influences out in the, the Goju world. You know, the likes of Paul and Michelle Enfield, yeah, yeah. um, who fought, we're very fortunate we're going out to train with yeah, them. I've seen them. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> it's a work trip, not a holiday. So um, <laughs> my wife thinks it's a holiday. Um, uh, the likes of Chris Wilder. Uh-huh. We've had Chris Wilder come yeah, over yeah, yeah. And, and train with us. And, you know, Gavin at Mulholland yeah. and Dan Lewis from DKK. Um, so there are lots of really good Goju and we sort of take quite a bit from all of them um, but yeah yeah so we're a bit of a goju club cool so um, I c- usually ask this question to many people um, what impact karate had on your mental health and it wasn't helpful it must have been difficult being in Iraq and stuff do, yeah. do you find any ease in that or um, not relevant I feel so for me I think from an early age what karate gave me was an outlet for my energy mm-hmm. so yeah um, autistic daughter with ADHD um, I'm pr- probably somewhere on that spectrum mm-hmm. myself um, very very full of energy as a kid and I think what um, I think the benefits from mental health perspective for me were it allowed me an outlet mm-hmm. for, you know, I didn't do very well at school. I did incredibly poorly at school, actually, and left left school with no qualifications. So, and it could, because in my mind, I thought, well, as long as I can sign my name on a piece of mm-hmm. paper, they'll have me in the army. They'll they'll take me, which at the time they, they did. Um, not so much now. You've got to be a bit more, more switched on. Um, so I think the consistency and the repeatability, so just like... Catter, mm. you know, you're getting the same. You're getting lots of the same thing. Most lessons, you're getting a physical, energetic out outlet, mm. via, um, which is really, really good. Um, for me personally, I I have been very fortunate, and I have not myself had had um, struggles or, or suffered with mental health, mm. with the exception maybe of I had a short period. After the return from Afghanistan, I had about a three-month period where, um, PTSD. yeah, I, th- I yeah, no, I, I mean, I wouldn't even say PTSD because for m- my Afghanistan tour was not a kinetic tour. Mm. It was not a not a, a violent tour. It was we were in the drawdown phase mm. at that point, so we were in the business of pulling the equipment out and mm. stuff like that. So my job was, um, my job was quite easy, and it wasn't. Mm. Iraq was very different. Iraq was very kinetic very dangerous very terrifying on a daily basis um 
Afghanistan wasn't. Mm. But I'd gone from being, I suppose, over a six-month period, somebody who was quite important and I had lots of things to do and people relying on me to, to do the right thing. And I came back to the UK and it was just a bit of a... Uh, you stood in a queue at mm. Tesco's waiting for a pint of milk and two people are arguing over something mm. that's not particularly... It's very insignificant and it mm. just makes you think... So I was quite low after Afghanistan. Um, but I think karate probably helped me. That gave me something to, to focus on. Yeah, um, bossing people around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Back to... <laughs> I don't do that. Um, but I know that karate has been instrumental in helping my students. Um, and, you know, having that support network of people. I think that's the other, you know, that's the other great thing about um, the martial arts in, in general is like-minded people. Yeah. Having people that, you know, you've got that shared growth in adversity and you've all been through that same thing and, and I think you know you get that from the army as well you get you know everybody's been through those hard times yeah. together and you get that bonding and you know you, you share those shared same experiences you talk about those things and it makes you know it eases everything it makes life a bit easier and I think there's a lot to be said for you know the adversity of training martial mm. arts and, and that bond that that creates. Your, your dojo now is quite a quite a big one, isn't it? Uh, it's, yeah, it's quite quite big. We, we've, we're a, we're in Wantage in Oxfordshire, mm. um, and there's quite a few martial arts places near us. We're the only sort of practical self defence mm. focus group in the area. Lots of sporting groups. So for quite a small area, I and mean, we've got 60 plus adults um, on the books mm. training, um, well over 100 junior students. So it's a reasonable sized dojo. Mm reasonable um a bit bigger than the when it used to be me my dad and my granddad and <laughs> one of my friends turning up to train um but yeah we just seem to grow and grow and grow um mm. clubs it looks big now when we're in when we're, in, we're in that hall it, it looks big with us all training together so it's quite yeah, but it's nice, nice yeah it's ni nice to see your videos yeah. and post and Thanks. stuff um so you said you didn't uh, have much of an education no nope. you didn't perform well and now you are an educator <laughs> <laughs> of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Because I've got a very similar thing because, you know, my teacher said, Mr. Bukka, you will achieve nothing. Yeah. Right. And now I've got published books. Yeah. Running club, teaching, uh, promoting the mental health aspects yeah. of karate and stuff like that. So that's that kind of fixed education doesn't work for everybody. Right. Mm, no, no, so, it doesn't. So how did you end up being an educator? Um, so I think and, and say something about what you do okay. because yeah. he, he's doing uh, great stuff with Mary about yeah well, the I'll, I'll touch on I'll touch on the VPAM VP, VP, yeah so. Violence Prevention and Management yeah. UK um, so my last job in the army was I was a platoon sergeant at um, Army Training Regiment Winchester um, and I, our job there was um, taking like civilians who were joining the army and giving them their 14 week basic training um teaching them how to sort of wear the uniform polish boots fire rifles and that mm. sort of stuff um, and during that time i spent i got lots of like teaching qualifications so skill at arms instructor and sort of for weapons and, and stuff like that as well as chemical warfare and mm -hmm. um and i just love teaching and i love that job so mm -hmm. much and if, if the truth be told um I wanted to post to a quite a niche teaching job in Oxford mm -hmm. in the army and I didn't get that job um, and so I was given a bit of a an ultimatum you're going to Devon um, they were going to post me back yeah. to Devon which would take me away from my club yeah, yeah. Um, so it was karate or the army and 
Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I left the army. Um, but yeah, so I, I really enjoyed teaching. I really, um, yeah, I loved. I did think about in my mind. I always thought I might be a primary school teacher when I left the army. Uh, and then I spoke to a few primary school teachers and realised how hard hard work that was. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I love teaching. Mm. I really enjoy teaching, and I think there's a huge amount of benefit to be had from teaching yeah, for your sure. own development, mm. which is why now that forms a, a really important part of our syllabus. So you have to do, mm. at third Dan, you've got to go through, whether you want to teach eventually or not, you go through a process of being taught how to teach, mm. being assessed through teaching and, and reflective practice. Um, so far we've had four people through that and they've oh, cool. all had like positive um, feedback on that. But yeah, it sort of led me to doing this um, violence prevention mm. and management. So the self-protection side of things, me and Mary Stevens, the wonderful Mary Stevens, mm. um, work together. Uh, she's Ox Oxfordshire based yeah, yeah. as well. And we go into schools and we, we talk to groups about like the, the soft skills um they're always expecting us to turn up with a big sack of hand pads and boxing yeah, yeah, gloves and and do the do a lot of um sort of sparring drills and like a bit like fitness stuff um and we end up doing sort of group work and reflective yeah. practice and boundary setting and, and and stuff like that so which we're gonna do in guildford yeah we are yes. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to it um but yeah we've been we've been very fortunate um and i will say it's all down to mary because i i drive and turn up and teach but mary does all <laughs> the planning um because i'm not the greatest of planners um but we've been all over we've been to london we've been to peckham work with um a, a, a group of girls there um and sort of touched on sort of edged weapons stuff with mm. them um we've worked in some beautiful schools in high wickham some really wonderful places where it's nice to see the schools really investing in their people. Um, lots of lots of state type schools mm -hmm. don't necessarily have the budget or, the, or or see the value in doing mm -hmm. it. And you do see they do get the local sports fitness instructor in yeah, to yeah. do a self defence class in inverted commas. But um, but yeah, we've we've been around. Oh, we've been fortunate. We've worked with um, we've worked with educators as well. Mm -hmm. So. Um, uh, colleges in Oxford and, and and other people, but yeah, we're expanding. So um, if you Good. want us to come and do a little bit, we will. Yeah. We're happy Wait, to. I'm gonna put uh, put the, all the info in the yeah. description with the links, and um, it's definitely worth um, getting those two and have a great time with them and uh, learn something. So why got you? Changing subject. Oh, why Goju? Um, oh, now you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> no, um, why Goju? Ju it just feels right. It feels right mm. for me. Um, we sort of take the Mickey in today. Sort of old man's karate with yeah. our shortest answers and stuff like that. Uh, it just it feels like it fits me right. It makes sense to me. That's not to say that the other stuff doesn't make sense to me mm. because I, you know, I, I'm fortunate that I've got lots of most of my friends are martial arts friends are mm. non Goju. We've got like the tribe group where yeah. there's only a couple of us that are. Um, Doug Connell, me and Doug Connell, there's like standout mm. Goju, uh, token Goju people <laughs> in the group. Um, but yeah, it, it feels right to me. It makes sense. I don't have to, don't have to learn a lot. There's only a few katas in Goju, mm. um, and I think it's an inherently very practical system. I, I think unlike the other systems that are maybe more mainstream, it's um, it sort of in most instances it stayed very much sort of linked and attached to its practical roots mm. um, 
which is why I really like it. And, but if I'm honest, I didn't choose Goju. Like so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Goju chose, yeah, yeah, chose, <laughs> chose me. Yeah, if it hadn't have been for my my dad's changing systems, I'd, I'd probably still be doing Shotokan. So, um, I th- I think as long as uh, you know, it's it's more what are you doing it for? Because you know, if it was something else that was practical, then I'd be I'd be doing that. But I don't, you know, I see lots and lots of systems. I see lots of practical things. I see lots of really, really good things, and I, I identify them in my karate, and mm. you know, love that. So that's why I'm doing goju. Yeah. Well, sorry, my wife wants something. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to edit. <laughs> um. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you you. Came up from the army, yeah. uh, settled down with the training. Um, do you have any supplementation to your training, as in extra training to keep your feet? Was it like cross training? Uh, cross training, um, or, or uh, you know, um, the powders and, and stuff like that. No, any, no, no, any no. Things like that? Um, no, I've been really, really bad. Um, so since leaving the army, um, well, I, I left the army just as COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, which was possibly the worst time to become a self-employed karate instructor, having only ever known the army as a job. Um, and the army is a lot of things, but it's a really secure job. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you have to give 12 months notice. So during that 12 months that you're leaving the army, you're thinking, well, is this the right thing that I'm, am I doing the right thing? Mm. Um, and when you're in the army, you're doing fitness pretty much every day. You do your own fitness. Um, it's all very specific combat fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, so you sort of rely on that fact and then when I left the army I went straight into Covid and teaching constantly all day mm. every day um, and we had um, I, I basically said to my students you know I, I can't do this without your support mm. um, and they were absolutely amazing um, and I offered free one-to-ones at any point so while they were all working from home yeah, yeah. they would they would um, they would sort of join in and we'd do some fitness type training sessions there but I've been really bad and I've got you know, I've got a long-term back injury from being in the army, so I've avoided and avoided getting back into the things that I know are really good for me. Um, but I've done, um, I do a bit of yoga. Mm-hmm. I've come from yoga this morning, actually. <laughs> oh, cool. um, and that's made, a, that's made a big difference to me. I mean, I've done it on and off sporadically, but yeah. I've made a commitment to myself that um, I'm going to do it because it makes me feel, it makes me yeah. feel really good. Yeah. Um, and the, the sort of the gentle movements of it. There's lots of Sanchin-esque type, Sanchin kata type mm-hmm. breathing and stuff like that with the yoga. So I, I kind of like that. Um, I used to love running, um, mm. and I need to get back into doing that. But I'm pretty bad. I'm pretty bad for doing <laughs> my own um, my own physical training. I do a lot of martial arts mm. training, um, and I do no cross training other mm. than training with people from other like systems at seminars and stuff like that. Um, I don't actively seek out and regularly train mm. in another um, system, um, p- partly because of time, um, and partly because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I was rethinking it because of uh, kids and few of my friends had a heart attack quite early yeah. in life, so uh, I, I started going back to running, and yeah. uh, which I don't like anymore. I used to <laughs> ra- like it when I was twenty, yeah. and uh, don't like it so much. Uh, do kettlebells as well, but I, I started to uh, thinking about longevity, so I yeah. introduced the red light therapy recently. Oh, okay, which is um, seems to be going. There'll be video about it soon. Um, as well, uh, found a thing called Magic Mind, which is a oh, like yeah, nootropic 
productivity shot, which helps me to focus on stuff. And yeah, there seems to be a really nice company. It tastes alright, and um, they are sponsor of this uh, podcast. So if you would like to try it, uh, you've got a uh, link to the website where you can get the discount on the subscription, and it's a www.magicmind.com forward slash JN Anxious BB. And then you can get an additional 20% discount if you used my promo code ANXIOUSBB20. And, uh, and actually, you know, I, I do use it and I do enjoy it. And now I started to take it as a creatine and stuff like that. And it makes, makes a difference. You know, we're not 20 year olds. No, no. Things no. which used to be recovering in two weeks, now it's like six months. I, I hit the elbow the other day doing beans, you know, the dangerous yeah, stuff. Yeah, the dangerous stuff, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Four weeks now, I still can't touch it properly. Yeah. It's just lingering. I've 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 I've, um, I've picked up a couple of niggling injuries just before um, just before Christmas, and they are they're all three niggling injuries, and they're all me demonstrating to the students how not to do things because they <laughs> might get injured, and then I'm the only one that ends up injured. Yeah. So you sh- you you done it properly. Yeah, yeah, should have should have demonstrated, demonstrated properly. properly yeah, yeah. Um, but but the longevity thing. The, uh, I, I saw your social media mm. post. And when you mentioned longevity, you know, body longevity, Mm. that really hit home for me. And that is one of the reasons why, for the first time since leaving the army, I've got myself a gym membership. Mm. I've been swimming um, like every morning and I've been and I've invested in yoga and I've sort of stolen that. I've stolen that from you, Les. So I've taken that well, longevity. I've, I've thing. stolen it from other people. <laughs> it's just, like uh, I say, people say, oh, you know, on my seminars and stuff. Said, oh, how did you come up with it? I did it. It's all stolen. I've seen it somewhere. <laughs> I take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good martial artist. I'm a good thief. Yeah. <laughs> um, where people can find you, and what's the plans for the uh, prevention and violence? Violence prevention. Um, so you, you can find me if you search Grove Martial Arts um, in a Google search. It will come up. We're on like Facebook and Instagram and, and stuff like that, and all our contact details are on there. Um, violence prevention and management or VPAM UK again we've got Facebook page, page mm-hmm. so you can find us there um, what's the plans for the future so um, oh with so with VPAM um, hopefully we're going to be we've got some regular teaching slots now which is really nice we've got some schools that really see the value of the stuff that we've done we've been going in for two, two three years now um, so we've got those regular slots booked in but the thing that has become more prevalent is sort of karate instructors predominantly karate instructors because they're our mm. like friendship group they're our yeah. sort of social circle um, are starting to see ah that's something that I could, would be good yeah, to yeah. yeah would be good to add into um, to what we do and I think it's been nice to um, it's been nice that people are you know they know you know, I, I, they teach karate very, very well, but the self-protection side of things is maybe not. So they, they're aware of it, but it's not mm. something they maybe feel brilliantly comfortable in teaching. So we've been invited in to do to do bits. So we hope to do a little bit more um, that way. That would mm. be that would be really good. Um, but yeah, we're you know, we're stealing from others as well. So <laughs> and by the way, that's the that's the reason why Chris is here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because um, I see value in that, and and I want to expand my. I never been focused on self-defense, but uh, I think it's gonna be beneficial for my students and myself plus my kids. Yeah. So hence, Chris is here. I think we're freezing our asses yeah. off now. <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up, and yeah, thank you for listening. If you would like to support us, best way to do that is to listen to the other episode, and possibly if you like it, share on your social medias. That helps our podcast to grow, and hopefully, 
you enjoy the new mic <laughs> and the uh, sound is better and uh, I will try to improve a little bit more. Thank you very much for listening until the next time. Thank you. Thanks, Les. Sports Social Podcast Network.